You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. churches had the good news they started giving to him. Now, that actually shows honor, true or false. What you honor, you give to. Yeah. You easily give to it without thinking. And the commendation and the testimony there speaks volumes. The first day, unprecedented because we don't have it in our days, true or false. Rather, people don't come because of giving. <laughs> yeah, very opposite. But for them, the first day they had the good news, they started giving to it. And Paul, in his letter, commended them because it is commendable. Don't you think so? Don't you think so? Yes. Okay. And so look at what Paul Sees. Because of that, Paul says, I am convinced. He realized that every letter Paul would, would write, he would say that, I, I never cease to pray for you. Is that correct? Yes. And then he will pray a prayer. True or false? Okay. So this is the only church that he wrote to. And his first writing is commending them for giving. Okay. And then after that, he says, I am convinced. Ensure of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you, the work of salvation, okay, will continue until the day of Jesus Christ, right up to the time of his return, developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it to a full completion in you. They were the only church. Why? Because he saw their giving, he knew their heart. Praise God. You're going to see some, something very wonderful. Now, go to the 4, Philippians 4, 15 to 19. And you Philippians, yourselves, well know that in the early days of the gospel ministry, when I left Macedonia, hello? So the Philippian church was in where? Okay. No church or assembly entered into partnership with me and opened me a debit and credit account in giving and receiving except you only. Emphatic. Is it emphatic? Very emphatic. Next. For even in Thessalonica, you sent me contributions for my needs. Not only once, but a second time. Not that I seek or I'm eager for your gift, but I do seek and I'm eager for the fruit which increases to your credit. What is that credit? The harvest of blessing that is accumulating to your account. Praise God. So, whose account is accredited? Yes. Praise God. So, it is to their what? Account. Regarding the work they are doing for the gospel. Is that very clear? Is that very clear? Okay, good. So, from there, he says, but I have your full payment and more. Watch this. I have everything I need and I'm amply supplied. 
now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gift you sent me. So, means that when they were sent the letter, they gave to the one that brought the letter. Do you get it? And look at how he described the gift. They are the fragrant order of an offering and sacrifice which God welcomes and in which he delights. What is he saying? It is from a generous heart. A heart that truly loves God and loves the things of God. Praise God. Oh, praise God. So now, he prays for them. He speaks a blessing on them. And my God will liberally supply, fill to the full your every need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. You want to say amen? Look at something in 2 Corinthians 8, 1 to 5, and then 6 to 10. We want to tell you further, brethren, about the grace, the favor, and the spiritual blessing of God, which has been evident in the churches of Macedonia. Which are the churches of Macedonia? The Philippian church. Did you see that? Arousing in them the desire to give. Forget about the arms, contributions. Do you get it? Now, look at their situation. So the Philippian church, that Apostle Paul is using as the beacon of hearts that give. Look at them. Read it. Go. For in the midst of an ordeal of severe tribulation, their abundance of joy and their depth of poverty together have overflowed in wealth of lavish generosity on their part. For as I can bear witness, they give according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability. And they did it voluntarily. Okay, look at it. Further, go. Begging us most insistently for the favor and fellowship of contributing in this ministration for the relief and support of the saints in Jerusalem. Nor was this gift of their merely of theirs merely the contribution that we expected. No. But first, they gave themselves to the Lord and to us his agents by the will of God entirely disregarding their personal interest. This is true spirituality. If you talk about spirituality, listen to me. Listen to me. Giving materially is the cheapest. So when a believer finds it difficult to give materially, their spirituality is questionable. Did you hear what I just said? Material things are the cheapest when it comes to spiritual. So when a believer finds it difficult to give materially, their spirituality is what? It's questionable. Because when we say somebody is spiritual, it means that they have lost value for material things. Did you hear what I just said? Do you believe that too? Anybody that is said to be spiritual, forget about the charismatic church and what you are seeing. Yeah, so don't use that because we all know that that is not spirituality. So don't say that, oh, because look at the charismatic church, look at how lavishly they... No, forget about that. We all know. Even if you go to the Buddhists. Yes, I'm using... Even if you go 
to the Shintoists, um, these people, Hare Krishna. Uh, oh, people who belong to that faith, because they say they are spiritual. You see how they dress. Oh, hello. I'm not saying we should dress like that. Do you, do you get the point? You see how they carry themselves. They don't put value or place value on what? Material. So when you see people who say they are spiritual and they can't let go of material things, more so to give in spirituality and to give to the one they are worshipped. There's a point. Their lips may be speaking, but their hearts are far away. Hello. So we can see clearly here the churches in Philippi, in Philippi are a mark of distinctive spirituality coupled with generosity. Praise God. Now, this letter is not to them. We are reading 2 Corinthians. So Paul is making a boast of them to the Corinthian church. You are going to see something. <laughs> Give me the 6 to 10. So much so that we have aged Titus, that as he began it, he should also complete this beneficent and gracious contribution among you, the church of Corinth. Now, as you abound and excel and are at the front in everything in faith. Are you hearing it? Oh, are you hearing it? They are at the front of what? Okay. In expressing yourselves. Do you know that? In what? Are you here? We cannot be like the Corinthian church. No, 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 no. We can't. No, we can't. Watch it. In all zeal. Now, you can see that Apostle Paul is wrapping them. Oh, can you see it? Okay. In your love for us, see to it that you come to the front now. <laughs> and about <laughs> and excel in this gracious work of giving also. He, he was being diplomatic. That's why they, are, they love his writing. But when they see his appearance, they're like, ah, this guy writes nicely. He was rapping. Lord, do you see? It's, yes, it's not. Well, so, so don't wait for me to ask. In a nice way. Eh? Ah, no, I want you to be like the Philippian church. Yes. Can't you see that the man is feeling uncomfortable? Can't you realize that? Because listen, when anybody who loves God truly you don't like talking about what? Money. It's cheap. And you don't want the people also, especially those who are weak in the faith, to go away because of what? Money. It is the major thing. You see? So he's putting it in the... You'll see more. Don't worry. Let's continue. I... Look, look at... Look at Apostle Paul. I give this not as an order to dictate to you, <laughs> but to prove by pointing out the zeal of others. The sincerity of your own love also. Ooh. For you are becoming progressively acquainted with and recognizing more strongly and clearly the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. His kindness, his gracious generosity, his undeserved favor and spiritual blessing in that he was so very rich, yet for your sakes he became so poor in order that his, by his poverty you might become enriched abundantly supplied. He's saying that if you look at what Christ has done for you in the work of salvation and you are recognizing all that he's done in my teachings, are you getting the point? Why should you be forced to do what? 
Because Christ has been so what? Generous. Are you here? This is what the charismatics use. They turn your head. Say that God became poor for you to be rich. Uh-huh. Yes. So when they say that, they say bring the seed. Uh-huh. So that you also be rich. That one, you run. Yeah. Okay. So, so he was actually telling them that you are gaining knowledge of what Christ has done for you. God, who is God, stripped of himself, gave away everything to come and die for you. Just giving material things, just giving money has become so difficult for you. That's not what he's saying. They were, yes, they were, but they are refusing to what? Give. And he wants them to give not based on the fact that they are going to receive, he wants them to give based on the fact that look at the salvation. Look at the grace of God. Look at what God has made you in Christ. That alone should motivate you to do what? Praise God. Do you understand it now? So it's not that you are giving to expect. No. As a Christian, you expect to receive from God because you are a child of God. Simple. Not because you gave to God. Do you understand that point? So your expectation of giving as a believer is because you are his child. He is your father. Simple. Is that very clear? Yes. Not because you gave to him, then he has to give what? Back to you. No, that's not it. Because whether you give to him or not, he still gives to you. So your expectation of him is because of his responsibility as a father. Clear. All right. Watch him. It is then my counsel and my opinion in this matter that I give you when I say it is profitable and fitting for you now to complete the enterprise, which more than a year ago you not only began, but were the first to wish to do anything about contributions for the relief of the saints at Jerusalem. One year ago, Eba, eh, the wish. It was a wish. Oh. <laughs> we say everything he wants to say. Look, look at the nine. Second Corinthians nine. The whole chapter was for them. Watch it. Now about the offering. <laughs> he comes back to it. That is to be made for the saints. We read chapter eight. Too. We are reading chapter nine. Now about the offering. Can you see now about, eh? Can you see in capital letters? For the saints, God's people in Jerusalem, it is quite superfluous that I should write to you. Boss, continue. For I am well acquainted, Apostle Paul, with your willingness. You yourself said the thing is why here. <laughs> yes. Don't forget, our words should be what? Gracious. Are you getting it? Your readiness, your eagerness to promote it. And watch it. I have proudly told about you to the people of Macedonia. <laughs> Saying that Achaia, most of Greece, has been prepared since last year for this contribution. And consequently, your enthusiasm has been stimulated, has stimulated the majority of them. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Still, hmm, I am sending the brethren unto you, lest our pride in you should be made an empty boast. <laughs> in this particular case, so that <laughs> you may be already as I told them you would be. Watch, 
lest if any Macedonians should come with me and find you unprepared for this generosity, we to say nothing of yourselves, be humiliated for our being so confident. <laughs> that is why I thought it necessary to ask these brethren to go to you before I do and make arrangements in advance for this bountiful promise gift of yours. Bountiful. Bountiful promise gift of yours so that we may be ready. You see? Not as an extortion rang out of you, but as a generous and willing gift. Yes. Remember this. He who sows sparingly and gradually will also reap sparingly and gradually. He who sows generously, that blessing may come to someone, will also reap generously and with blessings. Hello. Next. Let each one give as he has made up his mind. So what I just said you should do, that's what he's also now asking. Let each one give as he has made up his mind and purposed in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully, or under compulsion. For God loves. He takes pleasure in prizes above other things and is unwilling to abandon or to do without a cheerful, joyous, watch it, prompt to do it giver. That's why he's been using the Macedonian church as an example. The Philippian church as an example. Because there is no blessing when you have to be cajoled it doesn't yield anything. Continue. Watch it. Watch it. Go. And God is what? All what? All grace what? Every favor and what? Come to you in what? Abundance. So that what? Under all circumstances, uh-huh, be what? Mm-hmm. No support. Mm-hmm. For every good work and charity. Praise God. What is he trying to say? Is he saying that when you give, then God will give to you? No. He's saying that God supplies to you. In a way that you can what? Give. Do you get it now? So, he's saying you don't have any excuse not to what? And that is why he used the Macedonian church. Are you getting the point? That even them, they were in tribulation and they were in depth of what? Poverty. Yet, they gave. So, he's saying that there is nowhere that God will ask you to give when he has not first what? Given. You see it in the next verse. Look at the next verse. Go. Thus you will be enriched in all things and in every way so that you can be generous. Do you get it now? And God who provides seed. Are you getting it? So he's the one who provides what? Seed to who? Is that very clear? So it is not that you have and you are giving. He gives you for you to what? So you see the difference. So it is not give and what? Receive. It is you receive from him and then you do what? You gain. So there's nothing in Christianity like giving and what? Receiving. No, no, no. We rather receive to what? To give. So the more you receive, the more you do what? You give. That's it. Because he supplies the seed for the sower. Bread for eating will also provide and multiply your resources for what? Sowing. And increase the fruit of your Righteousness. 
manifest itself in active goodness, kindness, and charity. Do you get it? So the righteousness here is generosity. Do you get it? It will manifest itself in you what? Giving to others when you have received from him. Is that clear? Thus you will be enriched in all things in every way so that you can be generous. And your generosity as it is administered by us will bring forth thanksgiving to God. As you give because you have received, those who receive it will give thanks to God because of you. Praise God. Are you, are you getting it? And that will be credited to your account. Are you getting it now? Is it clear? Continue. Let's finish it to 15. Let's read it. For the service that the ministry of this fund renders does not only fully supply what is lacking to the saints, God's people, but it also overflows what? In many cries of thanksgiving to God. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? It is not just that we need to fix things and we are fixed, but many who are touched by the ministry will give thanks to God because of your giving. Do you understand? So as I hold the microphone and I'm teaching with the microphone and you are being blessed, the one who gave for the microphone to be bought, whilst you are being blessed, you are giving thanks to God for them because through them, you can hear me clearly. Are you getting the point? When we go to preach the gospel, the one who receives Christ will also be thanking God for how we're able to come. Are you getting the point? Yes. Does that make sense? Because at your standing of the test of this ministry, they will glorify God for your loyalty and obedience to the gospel of Christ. Did you hear that? Which you confess, as well as for your generous-hearted liberality to them and all the other needy ones. Praise God. And they yearn for you while they pray for you. Because of the surpassing measure of God's grace, his favor and mercy and spiritual blessing, which is shown forth in you. Hallelujah. My favorite. Now thanks be to God for his gift, precious beyond telling, his indescribable, inexpressible free gift. You should be able to do this because of Christ, God's gift. Are you getting the point? His free gift, that is beyond telling, that is indescribable, that is inexpressible, should at every extent be the motivate to make you give easily. Praise God. So we're going to pray. We're going to pray. Please take us to the eight. Whatever he said, God is able to make all grace abound to you and everything. It is mere raps because it's not something you pray about. God does it. Do you get the point? Yes. He gives us. So it's not something. What we need to pray about is that it's the church of Macedonia have this grace. You need to emulate them. Praise God. Are you getting the point? Yes. You need to emulate. You need to walk in their steps, in their pattern of giving. So we're going to for one hour, we're going to pray that we will have the willing hearts to give generously. Praise God. That as we give ourselves, we would also give our substance.
hands. Praise God. Willingly. Praise God. Are you ready to pray? Grace, glorious grace, at the cross you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor, Carry Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Carry Center International, living heaven on earth.